Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Well, last time we were together, we talked about how the world simply lies to us. They lie to us, and they try to sell us a cheap imitation of God's rest. They they say, well, all you need is more, right? That's the delusion of prosperity. It is that if you can obtain more, then you will truly be happy. And the fact of the matter is that many Christians have taken the bait hook, line, and sinker and have believed these lies of the culture, and what they've tried to do is try to live a life that straddles the line of, am I going to follow Jesus, or am I going to live for more? And I'm not saying having nice things is bad. Understand my heart. I'm not saying that having nice things is bad. I'm not saying for working hard is bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm simply saying that if that is our main focus, to obtain things, the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, right? And if we're striving for the things that are in the world, things that are temporal and that are not eternal, then I truly believe we're not living a life of rest, but rather one of restlessness. But what are these specific lies of the culture? What exactly does the world look us in the eye and tell us will give us rest? Well, one of them is you will miss out, right? The world likes to tell us that, hey, you're not ever truly going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled unless you get in on what everyone else is getting in. And we see it even in advertising, hey, that you're going to miss out on something big. And here's the reality is that missing out is a gut-riching feeling for most people, right? Friends are at a party, but you've got to work. Family's on a cruise, but you're you're sick at home. Or someone somewhere is having it better than you. You feel like a loser yet? <laughs> well, this desire is a monetized scheme of the business world. If they can get you to think you're missing out on something that everyone else has or is doing, then they can get you to buy a book. They can get you to buy two books or whatever product they are selling. Think about some of the titles in the financial category on Kindle. Just think about it for a second. The Secret Habits of a Millionaire. Right? It's secret. Nobody knows it. Behind this book, if you just buy this book, you'll get in on those secrets. Or what about this one? The mystery behind building wealth. Right? See how they try to keep things back from you and say, hey, this is a mystery. So go on a search for it. 
Or there's this one, the hidden steps to early retirement, right? It's all hidden. It's things you don't know. Hey, ding, 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 you are missing out. You better get in on it. That's what the world tries to tell us. And if anyone can make you feel like you're not socially acceptable until you're in the know, then they can hold you and your wallet captive. And we in our culture today, especially, we hold a high premium on information. Uh, Business professionals will even tell you that you don't sell products nowadays. You don't sell products. You simply inform them of their problem or you inform them on how to do something. Our culture today is very much inundated and very much in love with the idea of being able to know something and be able to be a part of intelligia or to be a thought leader or you see terms like influencer, right? We put a high premium on content, content creation and how to be a YouTube creator and and content, content, content. I'm sick of that word. Content, content, content. There's information everywhere. You Google one little thing, you know, dog collars, and you're going to get thousands upon thousands of articles that say dog collars. This is the best dog collar in the world. This is the worst one in the world. Here's 75,000 different dog collars that you can buy for next uh, for next Christmas sale or whatever. There's so many inform- informative things out there that can get us sidetracked. And here's what the world does the world says hey there's some information you don't know right that's part of our nature we, we like the secrets hey where's your secret hiding place right as a kid we we love to have a secret hideaway something that no one ever knew about and i truly believe that the devil uses this desire in us to get us off of what god wants for our lives But let me ask you a question. According to the world standards, what are you really missing out on? Right? The world says, hey, you're going to miss out if you don't obtain more. If you don't, if you don't get that higher paying job, if you don't get this, if you don't make this much money a year, you are going to miss out. But what are you really missing out on if you choose the path of the world? If you choose the path that the culture sets for you. What are you really missing out on? I'll tell you what you're missing out on. You're missing out on the pain of sin, guilt from regret, a divided family, unmet desires, shallow relationships. I don't think I need to go any further. Right? If you choose to follow Jesus, you're going to miss out on a lot of things, but I promise you what you gain is beyond what you can obtain from this world, right? What you can gain from Christ is so much greater than what the world can give you. Philippians 3 says this, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. I think it's still important to note this, though, that Paul still suffered as a follower of Christ. Paul, who wrote those words in Philippians, he still suffered. But what made the difference in his suffering and a lost person's suffering? What was the difference? The difference was he had Jesus, right? He literally gained all of Christ, and that was enough for him. I really think the the fact of the matter for many believers and many Christians, people that sit in church pews and that are faithful to God's house and that 
have a genuine heart, we often, what we do, we don't think that Jesus is enough. And we think we believe the lie of the culture that we're going to miss out on something. So we better pursue Jesus, but then pursue the world's possessions and the world's prosperity as well. It's similar to the idea of the prodigal son. You remember Luke chapter 15? He left all that he had to go to a far country, far away from home. And what's the Bible said he did with his inheritance? He wasted his substance on riotous living. I believe this young man had his eyes set on a far country, something out there, something something that he was wishing for and hoping for and dreamed about possibly. He had his eyes set on that far country long before he ever left the father. And I wonder what he missed at the father's house while restlessly scrounging up the slop from the pig pen. I wonder what we have missed out on with our father because we believe the lie of the far country, that the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Are we really missing out if we truly follow Jesus? So the world tells us we're going to miss out. But another lie I believe the world tells us is this one. More stuff equals more happiness. As I said before, everybody's on a happiness quest, right? Everybody wants to be happy. Everyone wants to feel the chills of a wholesome life where problems are far away. But if we're convinced our happiness comes with a price tag, then I believe our priorities are out of order. What if we think in order to be happy, we must have a certain amount of money in the bank or this kind of real estate in our name. According to the nature of human behavior, the more income a person has, they this and this I quote, tended to be associated with reduced life satisfaction and a lower level of well-being. Because the simple fact of the matter is that more money is likely to compensate anxiety, depression, and substance abuse than it is to give a long-lasting smile. And I'm reminded of this story that my one of my mentors told often. It was about a young man who had surrendered his life to full-time Christian service. He was a good-looking guy uh, with a lot of promise waiting for him. And after he graduated high school, he got his eyes set on the far country, something he felt like he would miss out on, something he felt like he did not have, so he had to have more. And he became discontent with the path God chose for him. He got entangled with his own plans. He dropped out of Bible college, married his girlfriend from back home, and then he went on to be a very successful businessman and was able to provide substantially for his family. But I remember my mentor went to this guy one time. It was just talking with him at an event. and That guy told him, looked at him and said, I have everything I want. Cars, nice house, anything you can imagine, but I know I'm out of the will of God. In essence, you know what he was saying? I missed it. I missed it. I got my eyes focused on something out there, right? Something out in the world, and I missed it. For a Christian, joy can't be found outside the boundaries of God, right? It can't be found out of the parameters of his will and his word. It is only in his will and only in his word will he satisfy our hearts and truly give us rest for our soul. Psalms 146 says this, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord. 
right? I want to live a happy life, but I can't believe the lie of the culture anymore that I'm going to miss out or that the more I have, the more I will be happy. So the world tells us, hey, you're going to miss out or the more you have, the more happy you will be. But it also tells us this lie. The more you have, the better of a person you are. See, this is not something that celebrities and other people would say out loud, but they certainly live their life that way if you observe their life from a distance. Have you seen the lottery signs lately? I can guarantee you that no matter how much money the Powerball is right now, it is more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. What crosses your mind when you see those numbers? When you see that much money, billions of dollars sometimes, you're probably like everyone else and you just sit there and dream as you're driving down the road about all that you're going to do with your millions. We say silly things like, oh, I'll give it all away. I won't keep it. Or, God, if you just give me a chance, I'll do a lot of good with it, right? We've, we've said that to ourselves probably before. We can't falsely conclude that our abundance will magically change us into the people we wish to be, right? The more money we have doesn't change our selfish nature into selfless ones. It doesn't change our fundamental nature of being selfish and hoarding what we have and keeping it from others. Take it from the capuchin monkeys. No, seriously. According to a study from Yale's Comparative Cognitive Lab, monkeys are not as selfless as you may think. In an experiment aimed at figuring out monkeys' willingness to share, researchers placed computer screens in front of their capuchin monkey study participants and had them complete a touchscreen task that led to food being delivered to other monkeys. Think about this. Surprisingly, results showed that the capuchin monkeys thought to be pro-social and cooperative from previous research. It did not end up delivering food to a partner. The study was published in the journal of behavioral sciences. (laughs) There's a part of a monkey's nature that drives it to look out for its own personal needs. It's a survival mentality that keeps their eyes keen to areas of opportunities where physical need can be met. When additional opportunities arose, its inclination was to hoard and not to share. Think about that for just a second. That's so much like us. Just because you have a lot of nice things, it doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be inclined to have the heart of a giver. And in fact, our nature, as I said earlier, our nature is to hoard. Our nature is to hold back. That's because money is not the standard by which we measure our integrity. Some people think that the status of their material wealth is a result of the quantity of their faith, right? They think, well, if I have more faith, if I just had more faith, I'd have more money. Okay, And I truly believe that is something that's anti-biblical. And let me explain, Okay, because poverty is not always a result of personal sin. If we say, well, if I have faith, I'll have more money, right? Once again, we're believing the lie of the culture that who we are is based on how much money we have. And if we just, if we have more money, we'll be a better person. But those two things are not connected. Let me explain. So poverty is not always a result of personal sin. And I think we know and understand that sin brings suffering and pain. But consider our our fearless friend Job. Remember him? 
The man who had everything stripped from him only to be left with a wife that didn't even want him and wanted him to curse God and die? Then his friends thought his trial was a direct result of his disobedience to God. But actually, God made it clear that Job's trials were not a result of sin or disobedience. As he declared often that Job's character was perfect and upright. Job 1.22 says, In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. So suffering is actually promised for the one who takes up his cross and tries to follow Jesus. If all suffering was a result of personal sin... Then what about the missionaries who chose to labor in a third world country without easy access to basic essentials? Are they not exercising enough faith? Right? I would say that's the contrary. Or look at the life of Jesus. He chose to be homeless. He was born in a manger. He was a carpenter by trade. But did Jesus lack faith in God? Of course not. He chose to live in complete obedience to God no matter the material outcome. So understand, poverty is not always a result of personal sin. So you can't connect the idea, okay? You can't connect the idea of someone's character with how much money they have, okay? The more money you have, the better person you are. The better person you are, the more money you'll have, okay? Those two things are not connected because money is not the standard of your character. Now let's flip the coin for just a second. We know poverty is not always a result of personal sin, but prosperity is not always a result of personal obedience. Some people think, well, if I'm just obedient to God in everything, then I'm going to be prosperous materially. And let me help you understand that, yes, God has promised you prosperity. Okay, God has promised you blessing if you obey him. There's an automatic blessing that comes when you obey God. It's a natural law of sowing and reaping. When you sow spiritual fruit, okay, or sow spiritual seed, you will sow spiritual fruit, okay? God has promised you great blessing, but understand that may not come in the form of a paycheck. It may not come in the form of a nice car or a nice house. It's a pure fact of biblical literacy that when we obey God, he's going to bless us, okay? If we keep the big 10, right, there's going to be things that God does for us and that he pours his grace and blessing into our life. And if we abide in him, as John 15 talks about, we abide in Christ, we're going to bring forth and yield forth spiritual fruit. But understand these blessings are spiritual. They are fruit that remain forever. And that doesn't mean he never blesses us with material things. Okay, I'm not saying he's not going to give you a new car or a new house and it's or it's wrong to have those things. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying that whenever we are obedient to God, we cannot expect wealth and health by the world's standards. Because the simple fact of the matter is that some people I know, some of the most godliest people that I know, are people that were in bad health. They didn't have health. Or they weren't rich, right? So we cannot take our bank book and say, well, we would have more money if we just have more faith. We can say, well, have more blessing. But understand these blessings are spiritual blessings. So what's my point? Material riches do not always reflect the heart of the individual. If poverty is not always a result of personal sin and prosperity is not always a result of obedience, then it's safe to conclude our financial status is not a pure reflection of who we are. Our goods never merit our godliness and our godliness will not merit our goods. So understand that. We want to obey God because we get his blessings, but understand we cannot believe the lie of the culture that our integrity and the 
who we are is based on how much money that we have. Next time, we're going to dive into more lies of the culture, and we're going to try to find out why we are so restless. If we're truly believing what the world is saying about prosperity and about rest, if we truly believe what they say, it will reveal to us the reason why we are restless. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit TylerARobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tylerarobertson.com, tylerarobertson.com, and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.